What's up, you guys? It's B Dangerous with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk, the very first edition of Dangerous Sports Talk of 2020. I know I've been really, really late. A lot of stuff has been going on with me. I've been busy with life and such, but that's not what I'm here to talk about. This episode is going to be kind of lengthy, but we're going to get right into it. And I'm going to start this off with the passing of David Stern. That was, he had health issues, like we all knew that. And naturally you're saddened by him. Because we're talking about, (coughs) because we're talking about somebody who was pretty much the backbone of what the NBA was until Adam Silver took over. Like I never took on what David Stern accomplished as the commissioner. He developed fashion teams. He came along around the time when the NBA was really starting to get on its feet as as far as like global experience, as far as global, um, what is the word I'm looking for? As far as global exposure, David Stern was right there in the heart of everything. We all know he's had his scandals as well. Of course, we know about the first NBA lockout. And to me, I wish that didn't happen because a lot of things could have been changed had the entire season been played. And one thing that I will always have a bone to pick about him with is that veto trade with Chris Paul coming to the Lakers. Now, he vetoed that trade because of other owners of other teams, also known as Dan Gilbert and Mark Cuban and Greg Popovich, they had a lot to say about Paul coming to the Lakers because it wasn't fair. They needed to balance everything out. The Lakers could have been winning more and been more relevant had that trade not been vetoed. That's the only bone I really have to pick with David Stern. But naturally, his soul is at peace. And rest in peace, David Stern. The second thing that I wanted to talk about was the Patriots losing to the Tennessee Titans. Now, that I didn't expect. Everybody was making it seem like everyone's supposed to talk about how the Patriots lost. Well, I'm going to give credit to the Tennessee Titans right here and right now because they did what they had to do to win. Their defense wasn't letting anything through because they they held Tom Brady to like 200 passing yards, and he didn't get not one passing touchdown in the entire game. And that's a testament to them because no one gave the Titans a chance in hell of winning this game whatsoever. I knew they had maybe just a little bit of a chance, but I didn't know they would actually pull it out and win. As far as, like, especially when Brady ended the game with the interception, like, that was pretty much unexpected. Like, that was probably the upset of all upset. And I give the Tennessee Titans every bit of credit that I can because I don't want to take anything away from them because I'll get to the Patriots and Tom Brady in a minute. Derrick Henry is a stud. Like, they could barely stop this man. He was running through their offense like a hot knife through butter. Like, you would have thought they were playing... hmm, Let's see, let's see, let's see. You would have thought they were playing a mediocre defense the way Derrick Henry was running over the Patriots. Now, if someone can do that to the Patriots, that invincibility factor that they once had is no longer there. 
there was a time when when you played New England, there was an aura of fear there. But now, once that fear is gone, teams feel like they can do whatever they want to. And like I said, all bigs up, big ups to the Tennessee Titans. Now to the Patriots side of things and the Tom Brady side. We know all he had was Edelman. Gronk is gone. Uh, pretty much all his offensive weapons were not there. And what kills me about this, the sports world treats Tom Brady the same damn way as they treat somebody else in the NBA. They give him every little benefit of the doubt instead of dogging him for filth. No, if you want to call this player out for not doing this, if you want to call that player out for not doing this, give Brady the same treatment. Go hard on Brady as you would for another average Joe in the NFL. People are so quick to praise Brady and praise the Patriots of being this glorious dynasty when they win. But when they lose, it's always an excuse. All of a sudden, oh, Tom Brady needs help. But when he doesn't, but then when he has help and they do win, we have to give almighty praise to the Patriots. Like I said, it's just crazy how people will twist things to their advantage, especially when it comes to certain athletes. And Tom Brady is literally at the head of the pack. Right there with, um, what's his name? Um, He's on the Lakers, and I'm really not a fan of him at all. Oh. LaSaint James. Tom Brady gets the same treatment as him. And people are saying his future is in jeopardy. He doesn't know what he's going to do. They don't know if he's going to go to the Chargers. They don't know if he's going to stay with the Patriots. They don't know if he's going to retire. Like Pretty much it's just a one big-ass question mark because nobody's seen this coming. They expected Tom Brady to lead them to the Super Bowl once again because they are the quote-unquote defending champions. And now that that's up in smoke... No one really knows which way is up. Robert Kraft is on bloody knees with his prostitutes with his prostitutes in training, praying that Brady stays. But like I said, one thing you can never do in the sports world is never say never. I didn't think that Joe Montana would be a chief, and he did. I didn't think that Brett Favre would go to the damn Minnesota Vikings, and he did. Like I said, in the NFL well, actually in sports, you can never say never, and you can't just think that a certain player is safe because he's been the cornerstone of the franchise for so many years. Because a lot of trades shouldn't have happened. Hakeem Olajuwon shouldn't have left Houston. Patrick Ewing should have never left the mix. I can go on and on about this. Guys who are the cornerstones of a franchise should always be a staple in that franchise. So when they leave, it feels weird because you're like, okay... The cornerstones are here, so you really, you literally have to start from scratch. And a new guy has to prove himself and build, his, build up a name for himself and things like that. But like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. He doesn't know what's going to happen, so we're just going to have to wait and see. And the final, ep- the final part of this episode is the Lakers. When the Lakers lost four in a row, I drugged them for filth. Every game they lost... Every game they were lackluster in, I went off. They just won five games in a row. And it's been crickets. 
All I'm going to ask is this. If you have so much to say when the Lakers lose, keep that same energy when they win. You better give some credit to the Lakers because they actually got 20 blocks as a team last night. And I didn't expect that. AD had eight blocks of his own. Like, that's individual. You had JV blocking. You had um, Dwight Howard blocking. Like, you literally – like, I think that if the Lakers hadn't got those blocks in, the Pistons probably would have won that game. And that's the truth. And I felt like crying only because the Lakers have not played defense since 2013. I've been watching them for a very long time, so trust me, B knows what's up. To see them actually get back on defense, be active on defense, instead of being dead and letting a mediocre player or a team that you wouldn't think had a chance against them just run all over them and look like damn near NBA champions, I'm glad those quote-unquote days are gone. Even though there are times where they will lose by 24 points, that's been the largest margin they've lost by this season. I will not hold back on the Lakers whatsoever. Because people can go, go to this Laker fan or that Laker fan and come to them crazy. But with me, I have an aura of respect. Because they know they can't come at me the way they would do other people. Because you can't approach every fan the same damn way. Because that's the ultimate recipe for disaster and hell. Especially with me. Because if you have somebody who is overly, well, overly sensitive and will cower when it comes to this and that, when it comes to adversity, people will eat you alive. But when you stand up and you tell people, yo, whatever you was doing over there isn't going to fly over here, people will understand that and they will feel that. And all I have to do is get people, quote-unquote, in check one time. And that is it. I don't have to do anything extra. I don't have to do anything more. All I got to do is get you one time. You'll probably end up liking me or you'll end up hating my ass. And that's the God-honest truth. Oh. And one more thing I almost forgot. The New Orleans Saints lose to the Minnesota Vikings in the playoffs for the second year in a row. I kind of seen that coming as well. Ugh. And Kirk Cousins, even though he gets on my nerves, he's like the hyper overactive kid that you just want to smack all the time, but he's hella talented. Like, I won't take anything away from what Kirk Cousins has accomplished as a Viking because I didn't think he was the answer in Washington because Washington has a reputation for ruining quarterbacks ruin quarterback's name, which is why I was scared for RG3 to go there. But another topic for another day. I had a feeling that the Minnesota Vikings were going to win this game because the Saints have been <coughs> – excuse me. The Saints have been going through it since the bounty gate thing. <coughs> excuse me again. So – and Kyle Rudolph got a game-winning got a game-winning touchdown. Like that's exciting. Of course, nothing's gonna be exciting as last year because that was because I'm not even a Vikings fan. I was happy for him, but I have a lot of friends who are Saints fans, and I feel for them. You know, so seeing the Saints is kind of a sad thing because you know they're gonna bounce back. Drew Brees came back, and we know he's one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL today or in history. And I won't take anything away from what Drew Brees has accomplished. 
but he can only do but so much. But I want to see where this is going to go. Like, the NFL playoffs have been nothing short of, <laughs> they've been nothing short of spectacular so far. And we're just going to see what happens, because I can't wait for the Super Bowl. And that's why I'm going to leave this episode. Thank you guys once again for your love and support. And let's get Dangerous Sports Talk to more listens. God bless and be out.